yet another quack cast. This is the 156th. It's called Homo Toxicology. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. James Downey, Billy Madison My first experience with scam was as a first-year medical student. I was on the bus to school when the person next to me asked, after looking at my reading material, Are you a medical student? Yes, I said, I am. Why, so is he, enrolled at the local naturopathic school. I knew nothing about naturopathy, or medicine for that matter, at the time, so when he told me that warts were not caused by a virus, but in fact due to the body walling off toxins and expelling them through the skin, I did not have much to say. I suspected it was nuts, but lacked the education or understanding of disease to know for sure. And who knew? Maybe they were onto something. When we got to the cutaneous diseases part of medical school, I learned that warts were indeed caused by a papillomavirus, not toxins, and the best therapy remains swinging a dead cat in the graveyard at night. I'm a Tom Sawyer fan. So I filed that curious incident away as a fluke, even though it is part of standard naturopathic teaching, which is, of course, often separated from known reality. It should not have surprised me that there is a whole field of pseudomedicine devoted to the pseudomedical treatment of pseudotoxins that goes by the nom de scam of homotoxicology. Yet another true cause of all disease. I'm a splitter, so I think Harriet missed this one. But all diseases in this particular scam are due to the toxins and the body's attempt to remove them. Homotoxicology was invented, discovered, created, concocted, fabricated, Made up? Pulled out of thin air. Yeah, that's the ticket. Thin air? I am never certain as to the proper term for the process used by lone fantabulists like D.B. Palmer and Ignaz van Presley, which I mispronounced, I'm sure, to create out of nothing a complex pseudomedical discipline and then waste their life and other people's time, money, and health on the pursuit of a pot of scam at the end of the rainbow. What is the word for writing fiction and believing it real? You can add your own snarky term. I'm not going there. I am the last person to resort to extraneous partisan snipings, he says, innocently. Anyway, Hans Heinrich Reckenweg is the person behind homotoxicology. He was a German MD who became a naturopath and then proceeded to have quite the imaginative career. Following his release from captivity in 1946, by whom and for what, I would be curious to know, I can't find it on the interwebs, he started to expand upon classic homeopathy. Hahnemann was a one-symptoms, one-worthless-treatment kind of guy. Reckonweg reasoned that if multiple homeopathic nostrums had the same effect, they should be given all at once, and the body could choose which one it needed. You may scoff, but I get the feeling that is how empiric antibiotics are often given in the hospital. I exaggerate, but a little. He expanded upon his kill-them-all-let-God-decide concept of multiple interventions. He gave not only multiple remedies, up to 30, but at multiple 
potencies, i.e. delusions. Potency in the homeopathic spiel is as misleading a phrase as integrative is at a medical school of the same preparation. So the body had to choose the medication and the dilution it wanted if it wanted to be cured. And he got to charge the fee, although evidently the body did all the heavy lifting. He considered it to be a work of genius with the potential to become a bridge between allopathic and homeopathic medicine. I suppose only if the bridge crosses the Tacoma Narrows. He was perhaps the Dr. Oz of his day with his interest in combining reality and fantasy-based therapies. Not content with a new form of homeopathy, Reckowig went on to elucidate what he considered to be the cause of all disease and its treatment. No hubris there. Another website describes homotoxicology as, quote, a biologic medicine that is cybernetic system of information arranged in self-maintaining levels. Each level keeps the one immediately below in homeostasis. With every disease or imbalance, this affects the given level. If the homotoxins are not cleared in the matrix, they impregnate the cell. The basic extracellular system is a uniform, stable environment regulated in all cells of the body. End of quote. You know, it's always weird when you find a series of words that appear to have content, but don't. Diseases are caused by homotoxins. What are homotoxins? These are substances that are harmful to the body. Or a more, or perhaps less, specific definition, quote, any substance that has a direct or indirect damaging effect on the human organism. Not the substance in itself is the most important. Crucial is its effect on the organism. That's a pretty broad definition, as at the right concentration or velocity anything can be harmful. One website gave, quote, examples of homotoxins, including toxic mercury amalgam, fillings in the teeth associated with electric currents and voltages, dysbiosis, unhealthy microorganisms in the gut, often due to unhealthy diet, hormone replacement therapy and antibiotics, chronic yeast infections, gas, diesel, and petrol fume intolerance, exposure to unhealthy electromagnetic fields, pesticides, an undiagnosed bacterial, Salmonella paratyphi, of all things, or protozoa, Giardia and amoeba, infections in the gut, possibly picked up on the holiday abroad. It can include geopathic toxins, which is basically living in the wrong place, and, quote, a homotoxin can, in its highest state, even be immaterial. So anything and everything can be a homotoxin, including nothing. It is a dangerous world out there. Unlike the like-curing-like of homeopathy, homotoxicology postulates a unique cause and treatment of disease. Quote, Diseases are expressions of the battle of the organism against toxins in its attempt to counteract and expel them. When the body can no longer expel them, for whatever reason, the organism tries to increase pathological means to make up for the damage already sustained. This process goes through six distinct, and I must add imaginary, phases. One, excretion phase or expulsion of toxins through body orifices, diarrhea and vomiting. Reaction phase, where toxins are removed by the body reacting against them fever, inflammation, and mobilization of white cells to consume toxins. Three, 
deposition phase. Storage followed by deactivation of the toxins in connective and fat tissues in the vascular systems. Now, one through three are naturally reversible. Four through six, which follows, are not. Four, impregnation phase. Severe disease occurs in a locus minoris resistiae, the body's weakest organ. Five, degeneration phase. The organ is increasingly and irreversibly damaged with alteration of the cellular enzymes and inorganic structure. And finally, six, neoplastic or cancer phase. The gene cells are damaged. The International Academy for Homotoxicology, yes, there's an international academy, produces tables and offers courses in homotoxicology that show the interrelationship between these phases and diseases. Beware, quote, the academic and scientific level of the content of these programs is quite high. Evidently, as they are way over my head, appearing to me to be a meaningless table of diseases with an arbitrary organization unhinged from known anatomy and physiology. Big surprise there. It is simple but complex. All diseases and symptoms are due to the body's attempt to expel toxins from the body using the above hierarchy. So in this system, depending on one's success in removing toxins, you may end up on the spectrum of, say, neurologic illness, going from difficulty with concentration, to meningitis, to cerebral sclerosis, to migraine, to Alzheimer's, to glioblastoma. In the world of homotoxicology, all these neurologic diseases are related to degrees of failure in toxin removal. Quite creative, and, well not even wrong. Homotoxicology offers imaginary treatments for these imaginary diseases, so I suppose it is well suited for naturopathic practice. Once you discover what the phase the patient is in, you can then embark on a therapy with the, quote, three pillars of homotoxicology, which are drainage and detoxification, immunomodulation, and cell and organ support. These three pillars are filled with medications containing plant preparation groups, mineral preparation groups, catalyst preparation groups, and organ preparation groups. End of quote. These preparations can reverse the progressive vicariation, as the degeneration phases were originally called by Rekawig. These nostrums either inactivate the toxins or work through a modulation of the immune system, being nothing but injected water, they actually do nothing. One of the foundations of homotoxicology is Madison's, I mean, Herring's Law, a law that is as valid as the laws of homeopathy and has no bearing whatsoever on reality. Quote, a disease evolving to recovery of health will do this from the inside out, from vital to less vital organs, from the torso to the extremities, a disease that is suppressed or becomes chronic tends to move to deeper-lying tissues. That's nonsense. And of course, homotoxicology is quantum. I bet quantum doctors do not get into boxes. This does explain the theory of warts given to me all those years ago on the bus, why the wart toxins were migrating from the core to the periphery. But in reality, what I was told was but a red herring. Sorry, could not resist. It is a remarkably complex system of pseudomedicine, and all diseases are explained and treatable within the system. 
However, it is completely disconnected from reality and all that we know about pathophysiology in the treatment of diseases. It is, of course, always a tough call. Do we follow the collected, albeit always evolving, information of modern medicine and science, or do we go with the epiphanies of a single person whose ideas of disease and treatment not only run counter to all of medicine, but all other pseudomedicines? Despite being a fictional system of diagnosis and treatment, homotoxicology has had time and money wasted on testing its efficacy. To quote, Despite mostly positive findings and high ratings on the JADAD score, the placebo-controlled randomized clinical trials of homotoxicology failed to demonstrate the efficacy of this therapeutic approach. No surprise there. I have to admit I don't much care for the movies of Adam Sandler, but who knew that Billy Madison was homotoxicology personified? Although a simple wrong would have done just fine, it would not made for much of a podcast. And that ends the 156th Quackcast. Go to Science Based Medicine and check out the December 12th, 2014 entry, Homotoxicology, for the references. And of course, as the president of the Society for Science-Based Medicine, check out our organization, sfsbm.org. Otherwise, I'm going to go watch a Blazer game. Talk to you later. Bye.